So today's emphasis will be your Second Peter chapter one verse seven a. Can you read, please? Second Peter one verse seven. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We talked about godliness in part four. Add to godliness, brotherly kindness. Everybody say brotherly kindness. By extension, sisterly kindness. <laughs> brotherly kindness encompasses all. That we are brothers. If you are in Christ, we belong to one family. Amen? We are brothers and we are sisters. That's what the Bible says. It says the young men regard them as brothers. The young sisters as your sisters. Then the elderly ladies as mothers. Then the elderly men as fathers. That's what the Bible says. Give respect to one another and love one another. So emphasis today shall be on brotherly kindness. It's like we are doing a spiritual consortium work. And we are adding. Just like you add one block to another and it will become an edifice like this. You know, spiritually, that's what we need to do. Add to your faith virtue. Add to virtue knowledge. Add to knowledge patience. Add to patience temperance. Add to temperance law. You know, godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness. The word used here in the scripture, that's Second Peter chapter one, verse seven a, is derived from two Greek words. That is brotherly kindness. Is from Greek words filio. Many of us know what filio means. Filio means love. Filio. Filio. Praise the Lord. When you say Theophilos. Somebody who loves God. Praise the Lord. This time is Adolphus. Adolphus. Adolphus means brother. Love for brothers. Philadelphia. That is the original Greek word. Philadelphia. Love for brothers. Of the same family. Amen. How can we have, you know, we have love for God, love for our parents, love for people generally. Then we are not told to love the brotherhood. That is our brothers and our sisters in the same family. Please take particular note. Who are members of this family of God? Those who are truly born again. Those brotherly kindness means love for the brethren. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 we are also told that we should love the brethren. Love your brothers. Love your sisters. Brotherly kind of provide true sense of family in the body of Christ. Knowing that we are all brothers and sisters. We are not just saying lips. I see you almost every time during the week and all that. My blood brother I may not see you for a month or two or three months. But I see you every time. We have fellowship with one another every time. 
So the relationship is such a very strong one, very strong relationship that we have among ourselves. So we should maintain brotherly kindness among ourselves. Without sincere love for one another, our brethren, for one another, for our brethren, our claim that we love God, we be false. Know what the Bible says? In First John chapter 4, 7 to 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Who knows that song? Beloved, let us love one another. Who knows that song? Who knows it? Even among the choir. Yeah, you will sing it later when I ask you to sing it. Praise the Lord. Many people learn that song in the in the Sunday school when they are just children Sunday school. It's relevant for today. So we should love one another. Why should we love one another? Because Christ died for every one of us. He rescued us from the power of hell, from sin and darkness with his precious blood. So there is something common to us that we all ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ and we belong to God's family we will come join us with Christ all of us together amen so and we fellowship one with another for this reason Bible says we should love one another let's not say I love God how do you say you, have, you love God whom you have not seen but your brothers, your sister, whom you see every day and every time, you don't love them. It is necessary to talk about this because even in the body of Christ, you have hatred, bitterness, envy, quarreling, which ought not to be. Just the opposite of God's love. Bible says we should love one another. Amen? Let's also read First John chapter 4. 20 to 21. 1 John chapter 4, 20 to 21. The book of 1 John 4, verse 20. If a man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he is a liar. Hmm. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment I have from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Amen. You say, I love God so much. Please love your brother, love your sister as well. Amen. Otherwise, to be like we are liars. When I claim I love God, I love God, but I hate my brother. I hate my sister. Then God says, I'm a liar. If, if that's my attitude. So let's, let us love one another. The love of God. I remember we had a teaching on this love of God. We said that agape love is not the same thing as um, worldly love. See, when I say I love you, I love you. Boy, saying I love you, I love you, I love you. That's more like infatuation. It's not the kind of love we're talking about. God's kind of love. Agape love. 
unconditional love. That's what we're talking about. It's God's kind of love that made Jesus to come and die for us. We were not worthy. He that was worthy and sinless died for us that were sinners. Bible say, why were ye sinners? Christ died for us. That kind of love. In that way, we did not deserve that love. What would make Jesus to leave his throne now, become a human being, and come and die for you and for me? What did we do to please him? What did we do to serve him? In fact, we are enemies of God. But in his love, he rescued us. He wooed us. He made appeal to us. He sent people to us to tell us about his love. And we responded. That's how we are Christians today. That kind of love. Unconditional love. You are not to love your brother or your sister because your brother or sister has done something special for you. Because of what Christ has done for you and for him or her. That is what ties us together. That's what binds us together in Christian love. Amen. Jesus made love for brethren as an acid test of true discipleship. You know, in uh, accounting, they have what they call acid test. You know, they have a ratio through the test. You know, about the liquidity of a company, something like that. It's called the acid test. So in Christianity too, if we say we love God, God gave us a test. If you pass this test, then indeed you love me. John chapter 13, 34 to 35. It says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know, that ye are my disciples, if ye have love for one another. Amen. He says, by this love that you show, that that's how people will know that you are his disciples. It's not by claiming, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I carry Bible, I write, I'm born again. It's not by that. By the love you show for your brother and your sister, that's how people will know that you are Jesus' disciple. So, of necessity, we need to have this love for brothers and sisters. People notice love in a world filled with hatred. The world is full of hatred today. In fact, the world is thinking, full of problems, infighting, quarreling, terrorism everywhere, hatred, bitterness. But in the house of God, we should find solace and find love of God. Amen? We should not come to the house of God and find another war again. Eh? The world, the world itself is full of wars and hatred and bitterness. When we come to the church of God, we should see a picture of heaven. Amen. When people see the love of God in our heart, they want to be attracted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Unity among brethren is a sign of love. When brethren are united in purpose, when they do things in common, no wonder even what the youth did yesterday, feast of love, is called love feast. It's mentioned in the Bible. You know, feast of charity. Where brethren share food together and fellowship together in oneness, in unity, with one mind. The love of God is what does that. When we offend one another, when we offend one another, we should learn to forgive one another. Because even though we are brethren, we do offend one another now. 
So it's not strange. Don't tell me. See what that brother bro offended me. Eh? It's natural. You and your brothers in the house, don't you fight and quarrel. You do. Even you and your husband, you and your wife, you do disagree. You quarrel. But it's expected that you reconcile immediately after and don't give opportunity to the devil. Amen? Amen. Similarly, in the household of God, when a brother offends a sister, you know, just learn to forgive and forget. Learn to forgive and forget. Bible has not said that your brother will not offend you. Say in this world shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen? Amen. So let's learn to cherish one another, forgive one another when we are offended. If you are the one that offended a brother or sister, and the Holy Spirit bring that conviction to you, learn to go to that brother and that sister. Say, I'm sorry, brother, I'm sorry. That heals the wound, that's just it. But if out of pride say, how can I take this small brother, this small sister, I'm sorry. I'm too big for that. That's pride. But God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. Let us be humble to obey the word of God. Say, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. May that be our identifying mark in Jesus' name. Unless there is love in the church, you know, little thing can just cause dissension and even splitting. Some people can even say, I will come to this church again. Why? Why, sister, brother, sister, why? Say that, brother, you know what he do to me? You know what he do to me? <laughs> Bible says, learn to forgive and forget. Amen. Amen. Yes, it's pardonable. I believe what that brother did is pardonable. So pardon him. Pardon her. So that the love of God will continue to flow in our midst in Jesus' name. Offenses must come. Well, I don't say you should deliberately cause offense to your brother. It's not good. Promote love. Do that which is edifying unto brothers and sisters. Don't bring forth strife. Don't be the offender. Nevertheless, if you have offended somebody, apologize, you know, and get reconciled in Jesus' name. There are some people who have left churches and congregations. Why? They say, Pastor offended me. Unpardonable sin. Today is unpardonable. If a, a whole pastor can offend me, then that's how they reason it. They not again as unpardonable, unforgivable sin. If a pastor should offend somebody, there's no bill for that in the Bible. Praise the Lord. A pastor is one of your brothers. So please forgive me if a pastor offended you. Don't because of that leave the love of God and go to another church. By the way, if you go to another church and you are not in the spirit, you know, it's like you are running away from God's will. The church of God is one. Even though you have different labeling and all that, all those who are truly born again, they belong to the church of God. So you cannot really leave one church and go to another because somebody offended you. Just running unnecessarily. Just make peace. Praise the Lord. Don't harbor bitterness in your heart. Don't harbor such things in your heart to cause dissension. If there's any dissension already, please, even as you believe and hear this sermon, get reconciled to one another in Jesus' name. We spend much time together. That, make, that means that 
we are really close bible say we should do that especially as we see the coming of the lord draw so close we should have regular fellowship with one another hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 the more time you spend with one another the more you understand one another and so our love for each other deepens with more time spent together the more we fellowship together the more our love for one another deepens amen Yes, but if you are just once the wife visitor, just come. Just come to church, Sunday, Sunday Christian. It's not enough. It's not enough to know your brethren more. During weekly fellowship and all that, interact with one another. Visit one another. Don't wait for a particular visitation group to go and visit a new convert near you. Visit that person in the name of love of God. Even if the pastor is not aware, you are doing God's word. God's work. Amen. Pray fervently for one another. We're talking about how to develop Christian love, brotherly love. Spend time together. Then pray fervently for one another. It is very difficult for you to hate somebody and be praying for that person at the same time. True or false? Bible says we should pray for one another. Thank God for our deacon and I praying for the pastor. It's so very important. We cherish your prayers. Very, very, very important. Just as we pray for you, pray for us too. I pray for you and you pray for me. Amen. Question be balanced. It is hard to hate anyone you pray for often. Manifestation of brotherly kindness. When you are having this brotherly love, is it something that people can see and observe? Yes. It's not something he did. Say, I have love. Oh. I have love. This love can be manifested by what comes out of the heart. By what you do. Consideration for one another. Especially for a weaker brother. Do you know that in the church of God, we are not all at the same level spiritually? There are, let's read the Romans chapter 15 verse 1. There are those who are very young in the faith. They cannot dress as decently as you dress because they are very young. You don't even know what is right and proper. Be patient with them and tell them in po politely and how to dress decently. Amen? Yes. Weaker brothers. We're not talking about weaker verses here. Uh, you may just be a professor and you just uh, give your life to Christ. You are a baby and you, you, as far as we are concerned, you are not at the same level with somebody who is already baptized in the Holy Ghost and maybe some years have heard the word of God. So that person is weaker in the face, so to say. He needs encouragement. Amen? Consideration for one another. Romans chapter 15, verse 1. The book of Romans 15, 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Hmm. Don't always think about pleasing yourself. No, think about the weaker brother, the weaker sister, and how to help that brother or sister grow. Politely correcting such a person in love. First Peter chapter one verse twenty-two also. Love one another with pure hearts fervently. Is a commandment. The book of First Peter one verse twenty-two. Seeing ye have purified your soul in obeying the truth 
through the spirit unto a fair love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Amen. Not with impure heart. So the love we are talking about is not lust. It's not L-U-S-T, but real love of God. Agape love of God. Divine love. By caring for one another without solicitation. What that means? You just show kindness to a brother or sister. The brother did not ask you. The sister did not ask you. But you show kindness. That's the kind of ingredient that shows divine love. Amen? Love is practical. Don't just love in the heart. It's shown by what you do. So if you show kindness to a brother or sister like that, the brother will not ask you for help or favor. But you know this sister will appreciate it. Then you do it for her. Then you do it for a brother. That's the type of thing we're talking about. Love in action. Caring for one another without solicitation. Amen? But just to please one another and to make one another happy. Those are some of the ways we manifest this brotherly love. If a brother is in error, you that claim you love that brother, in spirit of humility, correct that brother. Say, brother, this thing when you do, you know good. You know good. As a brother, the way you just to tell me that I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. I just want to tell because you're my brother. So I should feel concerned. That's why I'm just telling you. But in love. Amen? This is what we need to do. Fellow brother, fellow sister, offend you. Do it in love. Let somebody read Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. The book of Galatians 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou should be tempted. Hmm. This is a scripture every one of us should take note of. Please mark it in your Bible. You that are spiritual, there's no doubt that you are spiritual. And you want to correct somebody who is not as spiritual. Do it in love, in humility. Don't claim to be holier than thou. Then you just indict the person, just you know, anyhow. In love. We're talking about brotherly kindness, brotherly love. So if a brother is in error, you have noticed it. No other person has noticed it. You notice it. What do you do? Call that brother. Brother, this thing, when they do so, you know good oh. In love, correcting that person. Because you yourself can also fall into one fault. So we have to be careful. You know, as if you trying to correct somebody, you are holier or you are better. It doesn't mean. Praise the Lord. We're talking about interpersonal relationship among brothers and sisters. But this is different when it comes to church. Amen? And when it comes to church, it's a different thing. Corporate discipline is different from this thing we are talking about. When you offend one another in spirit of love and humility, you know, correct each other in love. You are correcting somebody and you are shouting on the person and all that. You are not causing an offense. You say this person has wronged you in the first place. He has done something bad. Then with your shouting on that person, you are committing another offense. Abby? Is it not so? That is what you should do it in humility. Lest you also be tempted to sin. Lest you also fall into sin. We should do this in love. 
even correcting somebody, a junior person, in love. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Comfort the faint-hearted. When you comfort somebody who is faint-hearted, who is weak in the faith, you know, you should have patience. Remember, fruit, one of uh, the fruit of the spirit, patience, long-suffering. We should have it towards one another. Bible says we should weep with them that weep. Those who are weeping, they have cause to cry. Cry with them. Cry with them. Empathize with them. As if you are in their shoes. You feel the pain with them. That's what the Bible says. Fenty should happen to a brother. Now all of us will feel it because ah, it's like my body now. You come and put a pin here. A pin. Huh? Or this uh, small pin. And then you pierce it to my body. You say, leg will not know. My head will not know. And the whole body will know something is happening. Something is happening somewhere. Something is happening somewhere. The brain coordinates and report that something is happening somewhere. Do something about it. Praise the Lord. And so our body, the body of Christ, we are united in love. If one person is feeling sad and sorrowful, or something has happened to that brother, Issue as if it's happen, as if it has happened to every one of us. We should empathize with that person. If the person is celebrating, celebrating, you should celebrate with that person. Amen. Amen. Don't be jealous if somebody is celebrating. Somebody has bought a new car. Oh, me, I've been praying to God for a long time. Give me car. Never give me. See this brother, I don't buy now. Bless God, Pasha said. No, so those kind is not so. You rejoice with that person. In due time, you will come. Because you must celebrate. Oh, amen. Your time is coming. Every one of us must have cause to celebrate in the name of Jesus. Is it house warming? You have your house to warm in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. How dedication you have house to dedicate in Jesus' name. Car, baby dedication, you will dedicate your baby in Jesus' name. Just wait patiently. Wait patiently. It will come to pass. When your time comes, nobody can stop you. People will also rejoice with you at that time. But when it's happening to order positively, rejoice with them. So that people will rejoice with you in your due time. They say due time for your miracle. For some people, it is today. It is even now. God is doing a miracle in your heart right now. I don't know. This is your time. We don't know the day of our visitation. But God is ready anytime to bless us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Help one another in times of need. Yes, because we belong to the same family. Then Romans 12 17 says something. He said that we should not pay evil for evil. Can you read it, please? The book of Romans 12 verse 17. We compare to no man evil for evil. Prove, provide things honest in the sight of all men. Amen. We are going to read that passage later because it's very instructive about how Christians should live. How Christian, that book of Romans we're going to read very soon from verse 9 to 21, Romans 12. It's very, very important about how Christians behave. 
Christian conduct towards one another, towards the outside world. That's what God has put down. There's another thing before we go to that passage I want to mention about this love. This love is practical. This love we are talking is a practical love. Practical kind of love. If a brother is in need or a sister is in need, maybe in need of food, for one reason or the other, the person has not been able to eat since morning and comes to you for help. What does the Bible say? If you have the food, if it's within your power, please help that brother. Help that sister. Don't tell that brother, uh, I pray for you. It's well. You'll be filled. By the time you get home, your stomach will just full. Uh-huh. Without doing something practical to alleviate the suffering of that brother, that sister. It's not good. That kind love, you get as a bill. Like I say, now Taiwan love. That one is not good. Let's read James chapter 2. James chapter 2, 15 to 17. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. Okay, before you say, mm, I that word naked. Especially in temperate regions where you have winter. Winter time, if you wear clothes like this, <laughs> you freeze. You just freeze. If you go outside, you walk like this, as you are dressed, just as you are dressed now. They say, winter time. December, January, part of March. Winter. People die because of cold, extreme cold. Because we don't have that kind of weather here, but it can be likened to deep freezer that is very, very cold. That kind of temperature. If somebody is not well clothed, it's like the person is naked. Praise the Lord. And there is somebody, he's come to you, hasn't got winter clothes, and it's winter time. Because there are poor people in all these regions, in temperate regions, where they, they are not able to get the right winter clothing. And so, many of them freeze to death. They just die by the wayside. So, if you have a brother in that category, it's winter time and you are wearing this type of dress. You don't have any winter coat or something like that. Say, I can't afford. What do you do? If you can Help that sister, help that brother. Amen. Because it can be terrible. People can just die because of extreme exposure to cold during winter. So if a brother is naked, naked, that's what it really means. And destitute of daily food. This time talking about food cannot feed for one reason or the other. Maybe something happened. And one of you say unto them, depart in peace. Be ye warm and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? If so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. That's James chapter 2, 15 to 17. Mark it in your Bible. All of us, we have that obligation to help one another when we are in position to. Amen? If you are not in position to, you can give counsel. You can pray and that prayer will be meaningful. But don't pray when you can help. Amen? Another scripture. First John chapter 3, 17 to 18. Still on this issue. First John 3, 17. But whosoever had this was good and seeth his brother have needs 
and sorted up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? You can sing that song now. Yes. Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God in your heart? Sing it. Sing the one you know. Praise the Lord. Let's hear her version. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and anyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth not. He that loveth God, knoweth not, for God is love, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. That's yeah. what we're taught in children's section. Children's section. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He drives the point home. But there is that other song. I taught you do it. Well, all the same, the scripture is very clear that we should love one another because God Himself is love. Lastly, let us read uh, Proverbs 3 27 to 28. Proverbs chapter 3 27 to 28. Proverbs 3 verse 27. With all not good from them to whom is due, when it is in the power of their hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and to tomorrow I will give. When thou hast it by thee. So it's very clear when you have it, when you are capable. Let's say the common thing we often experience is borrowing of money. I'm short of money now, so please can you help me with this amount? This. If you can afford, please by all means help that brother, help that sister. Now concerning borrowing, it's not the best. But some people they borrow and they don't pay back again. You that is having brotherly kindness, you know they say truth that because a bad pay poisoned him. Now you have had brothers and sisters like that before, and they don't pay back. They don't give you the money back. So because of that experience, now you had in your heart, it's not supposed to be so. Neither is it right for any brother or sister to do that kind of thing. When you are in need, say, please, brother, I need this money. You even give a definite time. Say, by tomorrow evening, I will bring it back to you. Let your yea be yea and your nay, nay. One week go pass, you're not going to see that brother again. Two weeks, you're not going to see him again. Is that right? The Bible definitely says say the wicked borrow it and pay not again. So you are saying you are more the wicked now because that's the trait of the wicked people. That's what they do. Some of our Christians born again will behave like the wicked. We behave like the wicked. We pay people back with bad coin. They helped us in time of need. When it's time to pay, we wouldn't even apologize. So I'm sorry, I haven't got it to. Later on, you have justification. Say, why you not give me the money, sir? That's your wickedness out of a wicked heart. You're supposed to borrow and pay. But let me advise. If somebody comes to borrow from you, 
and you know this amount is a relative term because some people are talking millions, some people are talking thousands, some people are talking hundreds. Hey, it depends on you. I know this money, even if this person does not return it again, no shaking. By all means, why not help that brother? Why not help that sister? Praise the Lord if you can afford. But if you know you can't afford, if that happens, it will destabilize you too much and all that. Why not say, okay, a part of this money, let me give you. I'm not even borrowing you. I give you. I dash you. Praise the Lord. That one is better than putting yourself into that trap. Because you that saw kindness, very soon they will label you. Yes. Label you. You see, now because of a small thing, when he give me last time, now they trouble me. Anywhere. You see, you might they trouble him. If you see the sister here, you want to sit down. That, what kind of thing is that? Wicked attitude. Make all such wrongs right in the name of Jesus. Don't discourage people from showing kindness. It's because of this kind of thing. That's why some people, they say, no, I won't do that anymore. I've helped a lot and they don't appreciate and they don't even pay back. It's an act of wickedness not to pay back. If people are owing you and they are not paying you back, those people, they are wicked in their own rights. Don't do likewise because people are owing you. Then you now transfer the aggression to your brethren. Your brethren, they are special people. Belong to the same family. Praise the Lord. So it's better if you can give the money. Just part of the money you can afford. Say just it to help you. That even borrowing and then that person will not pay. And then tomorrow. Tomorrow anger. You know. Quarreling come between both of you. Whereas you meant to do that brother. That's that good. But the brother turned it around. It ought not to be so. Some of you, when they listen to me, so eat now so you be, repent. Ask God for mercy. It's not right. If you are borrowing money from somebody, endeavor to pay back. If you cannot pay back, ask for that person for extension. And when the money comes, eventually pay back. So that road will not be blocked for other people to be helped. Amen? Praise God. So I will now round up uh, with that passage in Romans chapter 12, 9 to 21. It speaks clearly about how we should relate with one another. Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read from New Living Translation from verse 9. Are we there? Romans chapter 12 from verse 9. You can read it in any version, but I'm reading it from... New Living Translation. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. 
Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Especially if God has lifted you up. You are now a top executive. You are a professor. You are a doctor. For your office, you be doctor. Here, you be my brother. Uh -uh. Praise the Lord. So don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you, can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture has said, I will revenge, I will repay them back, says the Lord. You find that scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. If your enemy are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer every evil by doing good. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name.